Welcome along to the show. All thanks to Griffith College. Every week I have a special guest slot and I always said I would want to have this for the purpose of using it to talk about interesting topics, inspiring ones. This week's special guest is Limerick Lady blogger, personal trainer, Rebecca Boston. She's going to be talking about getting back into it. So we are in September and for a lot of us, we always try to refocus, don't we? When the kids go back to school, we try to get back to our fitness and our health. This talk's going to go a little bit deeper than that. But uh, yeah, Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me on Spin Now. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Not at all. Listen, you have a massive following across social media uh, for what you do and what you talk about. There's so much to talk about today, but we'll just touch on the fact that you are a personal trainer and you like to use your platform to inspire and educate other people. So you started off as a personal trainer and what, what made you go into the fitness side of things? What made you become so addicted to that side? Well, I actually became a personal trainer probably last year because my journey was probably about three years altogether. And I think I honestly started um, at the start of lockdown because I was stuck in my room and I actually just moved out of home. So I had no friends at the time. So I was just stuck in my room. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting on my bed all the time. And I found I was constantly eating because I was so bored. So I was eating and eating and eating. But it wasn't for the sake of wanting to eat, you get me. It was just because I was bored. So I just became down, went down a dark, dark route. And I realised if I wasn't going to do something soon that I wasn't probably going to be here anymore. So then I just I started to look into fitness and how to like calorie deficits and how to lose weight properly. And I did it eventually. And then when lockdown started off, I went into the gym, but then lockdown obviously started again. And that's when it really hit for me. And I was like, OK, um, I just gave up. I was like, OK, the gyms are closed. I'm not going to do anything. I can't do anything. So I just going to sit in my room do nothing. And then I got into eating disorder then because I wasn't losing weight for the right reasons. I wasn't doing it in a healthy way. I was just starving my body basically. And I wasn't doing any exercise. I wasn't properly looking into like how to lose weight. I was just starving myself. For but, sure. Rebecca, this is something massive um, that happens on both ends of the scale. So I know for me, like I, I've been an emotional eater all my life. So I totally get that. Yeah. Some people turn to food to comfort themselves or, you know, to fill that hole, you know, that they haven't worked on or haven't healed or understand why they're overeating yeah. or undereating. I honestly, I'm so inspired by you, 24 years of age. And though your story is so, so sad, it's so relatable to other people because there's so many people out there that are going through similar situations as you and uh, don't even know they're going through it. So I'm just going to take it slightly back to when you noticed that you felt like you had an eating disorder what was the teller for you well I started to lose weight and I was just getting really really skinny but for me as a young girl I thought being skinny was a way to be liked like no one's gonna like you unless you're skinny or you're like really stick thin or you're tan toned whatever so I kept losing weight and losing weight but it wasn't like an intentional kind of thing it was like in my head I thought I was pretty I was getting skinny for the right reasons and I unintentionally started getting less and less hungry like I wasn't eating food and then I was going out and about and like my family was saying to me, like, Rebecca, you're like, you're, you're really, really skinny. Like, I can see your bones. I can see your ribs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. It's so good. I'm getting such a good reaction from people, people like. And then I don't know how it just clicked inside me one day. I was just like, OK, um, I was I think I was out running one day and I was just getting so weak. I was getting so tired. I couldn't do my day to day bits. And I was like, OK, there's obviously something wrong here. I didn't know what it was. And then I just realised, I was looking back on old pictures, I was like, I actually, like, I wasn't fat. I thought I was, but I wasn't. I was like a normal, normal weight, like, and I was like, okay, this is, this is not good. Like, I'm not looking good and people are obviously seeing it, so there must be something wrong. And then I was like, okay, 
that's my problem. Like, I'm just, I'm not eating myself. I'm not feeling my body. I'm weak. I'm tired. I was like, this isn't the way to live. It's just a way to survive, basically. For so I sure. Like, I have to do something now. Like, we live in a society, it's so hard, a generation of, you have to live up to so much standards. You come from that generation. You're yeah. 24. Let's talk about a little about the social media aspect of things. And like you said there, you know, you're living to look a certain way that you think you have to look for other people. Like there might be teenagers, young adults, young mothers uh, listening in this morning that are relating or something might spark in their head that, oh my God, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Talk about the pressure that's put on you in this generation to look, act, behave and be a certain person that you're not. Well, I think it was because our generation, that's when Instagram finally hit when I was like 17 or 18. And that's when like social media actually kind of blew up. And I was following all these Instagram models, like they were skinny, they were toned, they were tanned. And I was like, okay, I have to look like that because they're getting such a good reaction. So that means I have to look like that. I can't be the best version of myself. I have to be a best version of someone else, basically. So I was doing anything I could. I was like, okay, I have to look like this. I have to do what they're doing. I have to do it like what what they're what they're wearing. And I was like, okay, I just have to do it. So I remember I was following all these influencers and they were selling these skinny tees, like these, like, you know, those waistbands to help you lose weight. I was doing anything I could possibly to look like that. And I, I was like, okay, why am I not trying to like love myself for who I am? Why am I trying to love myself to try and be someone else? I was like, this isn't like good at all. Like it's not healthy. Us people don't know what we're even doing or putting into our bodies just because we want to look like someone else. I was like, this is just miserable. Like why, why is social media like this? This generation has just gone downhill basically. I have a teenager and it's so hard to look at her every day and wonder, oh my God, what she's facing into, what she's already going through, being in school, trying to live up to other people's expectations while uh, trying to get through her studies and everything else. It's not easy. And Rebecca, I cannot commend you enough because this is a massive thing uh, that's going on across the world, not even our country, the world. There are so many young adults, young teenagers, young girls that feel they have to be. And like, I can't talk, Rebecca, I am... 36 years of age and only in the last eight years I've realised that no I can be one person and that's me Uh, I have Mm -hmm. to live for myself I have to you know live the life that I want to live because if you do what you say there that you're living the life for other people it can affect you like it has but it can also massively affect your mental health and that's why I feel that mental health is such a huge issue because your mental health is constantly on the decline because you're constantly trying to live up and be someone else, not yourself. It's crazy. It is crazy. So when you did come back and decide, okay, I'm going to change my life and you you made a really valid point there a moment ago talking about you really realised that though you were losing weight, that I'm not eating the right foods. I'm not... Uh, being nourished by the foods that are going to keep me fueled to get through college, to get through school, to go for that run. Yeah. And what was the moment when you decided, okay, that's it. Um, I have to change things around. And for anyone that might be suffering out there, where, where's the direction you took? Where did you reach out to someone for help? Is there help out there? There is help out there, but at the mo- time I had no money but myself because I was just going through a breakup and I lost like one of my closest friends too. So I had myself, and I was like, okay. Like, I don't need someone else to help me become a better version of myself. I just have to love myself and actually work on myself properly. So I was like, okay, no one else is going to do it for me. So I might as well do it myself. So I just looked into how to like what fitness is, like what's calories, like what's a good whole rich foods to fuel your body. And 
like as I was saying at the Instagram at the time I was comparing myself to like airbrushed pictures and I was like I want to be someone like for young girls to look up to because I didn't have that when I was younger so I want to be like a good role model for people I want them to look at my page and like see proper pictures like not airbrushed not like not looking toned all the time not perfect just someone that's actually happy healthy and living a good life because when you look at it too you're like okay I can actually be like that too I can be myself and people will love me I don't need to be someone that's fake I don't need to be someone that's like unreal I just want to be my authentic self I and love everyone that. send it to me all the time. I'm like, okay, I'm actually doing something right. Like, I'm actually just being a good role model for people. So, and did it's you all worth it. Like, did you start talking about this um, on your socials? Is this something that you put out there? Uh, I know you have a great following, and is that from talking about it on your socials or your pictures or educating? Yeah, all my captions are always being like, okay, I'm actually healthy now. I'm happy now. I was looking back on old pictures of myself, like I do, like before and afters and stuff. And like, this is a person that wasn't living her life. She was just going through emotions trying to be someone that she's not instead of actually loving who she is. You don't need to be perfect all the time. You don't need to be skinny. You don't need to be toned. You don't need to be like tanned. You can just need be yourself and people will love you. And why would you want to be someone else? Why would you just be the best version of yourself? Because there's only one you in this world. Like, so you might as well love who it is. I'm blown away, by the way, 24 years of age oh, and the knowledge that you're given today is invaluable. So keep it here on Spin Now with me, Katie. Seven, welcome back to Spin Now. If you've been affected or have any concerns that someone you love maybe or having an eating disorder, you can contact your GP or for more advice, you can also visit bodywise.ie. I'm still joined in studio with special guest Rebecca Boston. Rebecca, I uh, commend you for talking about that, by the way. You're going to help so many people listening in understand and know what to do going forward. But on to a, a slightly happier note, you have been building your blogging business. You have been personal training. You're on the road to setting up your own uh, business, which is amazing. Building an online presence takes time. Could you share some of your strategies you used to grow your blog audience on social media following for just being yourself? Yeah, I just constantly was posting every single day. I was posting like what I'm doing, like what I'm eating. I was doing healthy recipes, like relatable things that people will actually want to like interact with. Because I thought I realised that after a while, there's no point trying to be a fake person because there's so many of those people out there, but there's only one of you. So that's why people are tuning in because they're like they want to see you, like they're invested in your life and like what you're doing with yourself. So I love just keep that. Keep posting every single day and just don't be afraid to be yourself because this is no point. I love it. I, like that's what I say on this show all the time. What is my saying, Eva? Be uniquely you. Uh, be yourself because once you're relatable and humble, you will be able to interact yeah. with a wider audience. I love that. How do you balance your personal life with the demands of creating consistent content? As you said, you have to post every day. Do you yeah, find that it's tough? tough? Because I work like I work sixty three, and then I have to go home, and then I have to do my cooking, and I have to do my bits and bobs, like you know, go to the gym and stuff. So I've kind of find it hard to do that as well, but. Like, I, I know I have to work for what I want, because so I'll just have to do it. Like, there's no point just, like, putting it off, you know? I love that. Passion and drive. Uh, collaborators are common in the blogging world. How do you decide which brands partner to partner with? And what do you look for in a brand collaboration? Or have you a, a dream collaboration? Like, well, would, is there dreams, any? I, I have actually don't. Like, I just love to be, like, sponsored by a gym company one day, like a clothing brand, because I waste all my money on them. So <laughs> I might as well just get something out of it, you know? I love that. Uh, Rebecca, you're going to be talking to us about something else that has impacted your life. And so many women are going through this. And I, again, I commend you for talking about it. You are, you have and are suffering a type of cancer. Do you want to just talk to our listeners, let us know what it is and how you found out about that? Yeah, so um, I only found out recently enough because I went to America, I think, at the end of March for like six or seven weeks. So I was in the sun every single day, like, and I just got back from America, I think, about two weeks after I got back. 
this was I probably at the start of June I was just sitting at the back normally and I was just like scratching my legs, you know, as you do. And then I felt the back of my leg, there was something there, it was like itchy and there was a kind of a lump and I was like, okay, what is it like? And it was like a tiny black dot. So I was putting it off for a while because I'm one of those people that hates going to the doctor. So I was like, there's, not, there's no point going in there wasting my money because, you know, as you know, the doctors are expensive as well. Like, So I just put it off and put it off and then my mum was noticing it and she's like, okay, it's growing. Like she said, there's something there, like it doesn't look okay. It's like a black, like a, it doesn't look like a mole because like when you think about it, a mole, it's like a brown, like hairy kind of thing. Flash, you yeah, think flash. But mine was like raised, it was black, it was red, it was like itchy, it was like, it was disgusting kind of looking like. And it was growing and growing and growing and I was like, maybe I got bit by something or maybe it was like a, like a blister or something. She's like, no, just go to the doctors and see what it is. So I went into the doctors and they were like, oh, I actually don't know what it is, they said, because it fits different categories. They're like, oh, it fits this category, this category. They didn't know what it was. And I was like, well, that's why I'm here. Like, and they're like, what do you think it is? I was like, I don't know, like, that's why I'm here for you. So then they sent me into the hospital and the doctors in the hospital said they didn't know either. They're like, I don't know what it is, but it looks like something that has to come off. Like they said, it has all the different categories of like a cancerous mole. So they said I had like, I think there's like seven or something and I had like just one under it. So I had to wait like five weeks with stress, anxiety, wondering what it was because the doctors didn't know what it was. So my mental health was already going down there. And then they came back to me like, yeah, you actually had or had stage one melanoma, they said. They said it's all taken off now, but they said it's just I have to go back for more surgery and have to keep looking at it and stuff. And I was like, do you know how I got it? And they said they didn't know. So they said this kind of cancer just comes on all of a sudden. But I know I'm like a sun goddess. Like I love being in the sun all the time. Like I was always in the sun and I was one of those people that never put on like factor 50 or some lock and stuff because I wanted to get a tan like they said. So yeah, they said maybe it's just come from the sun. They said maybe it's from being in Texas for six weeks. But they said, yeah, you have it. So now I just have to be careful for the rest of my life, basically. It's massive. And I, I know people that have went through this and... It's something we don't look at here in Ireland. We think, ah, we don't get the hot weather. But it's not about yeah. this, the the blistering sun. And as you said there, I never use factor 50. I was very like you when I was younger. I was like, ah, I want to get a tan. And what people don't realise, and I learned this later yeah. in life, I got a better tan when I plastered myself with factor 50. And, you know, you give yourself that gradual, gradual, excuse me, yeah. um, you know, safe tanning. People don't realise from sunbeds to being out in the sun, putting baby oil on, people use baby oh, it's crazy oil. nowadays. Like there's people that are doing like tanning shots, tanning injections. Yes. Doing like three or four sunbeds a week like and they don't think, oh they're like, oh it's not going to happen to me. But I was one of those people too. I was like, it's not going to happen to me. Like I'm not going to get cancer. Like why would I get it? But now they, they don't realise the actual harmful effects it's going to have on you. Like you don't know what you put into your body. Like you don't know what you're actually doing to yourself just to get a tan. Like is it actually really worth it? Like you're 24 years yeah. of age and that's this is the shocking thing about today you're so young and you've lived through this I know before you came on I had a look about this and I was researching it and like this can start off as a small flat brown mole yeah. so like if you've moles on your body you're supposed to cover them up if you're out in really hot heat uh, you're supposed to plaster yourself in factor 50 it can start off as a flat flat uh, brown mole type looking thing mm -hmm. and then as you said it grows and th that's when the problem is isn't it that's when you really look at it when it starts to rise off of the skin and it becomes a bump then yeah. it can turn into as you said different colours um, it can have bits added onto it and it is just a case of really being persistent with your doctor in asking to check out what this is and if you're not happy I always say this on the show with your doctor's answers always always take uh, out a second opinion and mm -hmm. if you have a gut feeling that something's wrong 
always don't put it off. Like, yeah. Don't put it off. So there is a process then after this, you had it removed. You, you obviously got the diagnosis, but there's MRIs, isn't there? You have to constantly get this checked now to yeah, see because go this goes into the skin, isn't every it? Every single month, probably for the next couple of years, is it? And you have to be careful. Like, don't go into the sun anymore. Always with like a hat or a sunblock. And they just said, make sure you're constantly checking your body because like it's so easy to come up. It'll come up so fast and it spreads so fast as well. Like because I was told I'm stage one, but if I left another two weeks, I said I could have been stage three or four. Because like, it's fast. It's so fast, I said. So that's why you can put it off. Like if you know something's wrong or you notice something, even if it's like a, probably a spot on your body or whatever, just get it checked. Like Yeah, because it, it, that's the scary part that it can go from stage one to stage three uh, before you know it. And it's into the skin. It's the hardest one, isn't it? It's the hardest one, yeah. To get rid of. Well, Rebecca, I cannot, I, I know I've said this 40 times, but I can't. There's not a lot of 24-year-olds that will come on national radio and bring so much education and light to so many young people out there. There's people listening in this morning in college, teenagers that have went through what you've went through and women that are going through what you're going through. So honestly, I commend you. I want to let our listeners know where can they follow you? Like what, you know, social media platforms can they go on and follow your journey and watch your inspiring stuff and get fit and and all the good stuff? Yeah. Where can they find you? Well, my main thing would be my Instagram. So that's just my name. It's Rebecca Boston underscore. And then I have like a YouTube and I'm doing podcasts now as well as well because I want to start raising more awareness. So they can find me on my YouTube or my Instagram. I love it. Well, Rebecca, you have inspired me this morning and I love I love that so you can also head on to Instagram story over at Spins Out West now I have Rebecca tagged on my morning story if you want to follow her from there and also you can contact the Irish Cancer Society Sportline on 01231 for more information Rebecca thank you so much for Thanks taking so much the for time me. not at all